Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. Humble Origins, written by Skank Hunt. Click. Professor Thompson's pickaxe struck something hollow and metallic. He'd encountered a buried tins and bottles before. He'd never, in a pre-Cambrian shale deposit estimated to be four billion years old. Whatever it was, it certainly piqued his interest. He called to his students, who spent the next several hours chiseling out what looked like a perfectly polished cylinder from the substratum. They've certainly earned their extra credit, Thompson mused as he wondered exactly what he was looking at. Could it be natural? How was this not tarnished over the millennia? Is this some sort of freshman prank? His questions were compounded the next evening when his crew uncovered a polished metal plaque inscribed with a plethora of dots, ellipses, lines, and symbols. Every engraving was perfect, in complete defiance to the ravages of time that should have crushed it into shale. Thompson's entire team was gathered to view it in silence for what felt like eternity. Let me guess, uh, pre-Cambrian Picasso... An underground joke cracked the ice and was met with the sporadic chuckles. It was getting dark, and Professor Thompson ordered his crew to set up camp for the night. That's when another undergraduate shouted, Oi, skunts, it's a star map. Professor Nagaraj paused as he changed slides. Were discovered in 2032 during a routine paleontological excavation in Western Australia. Nodgeraja's thigh showed the polished cylinder and a star map discovered nearly 80 years ago. The artifacts needed no introduction. Both were deeply embedded into popular culture. Nevertheless, Nodgeraj presented them to set the tone for the rest of his course. Can anyone tell me why these discoveries were significant? A front bencher practically sprang up from a seat. The Thompson Cylinder contains the oldest known fossils in unicellular life, leading to the hypothesis that terrestrial life was intentionally seeded by extraterrestrial progenitors. This hypothesis is supported by the Thompson Star Map, which may describe the home system of our progenitors. Yes, an invitation back home, Nodgerat replied. Unfortunately, it's an invitation we cannot accept since their home system is 30 light years away. And that's where you came into the picture, Nodgeraj gestured to his class. You're the best minds in the country. You've all worked insanely hard just to be sitting here. As future engineers, it will be your job to get us to Thompson's star. You must succeed where every previous generation have failed. The class burst into applause. Nodgeraj had set the tone he wanted and immediately dived into the thermodynamics of propulsion. Thruster 1, ignition. The voice called out over the intercom. Thruster 2, ignition. The same voice called out a few seconds later. Play it, Captain Schroeder ordered. 
The bridge was treated to Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries as the Explorator slowly lurched out of the space dock. Captain Schroeder's choice of music was especially apt for the occasion. The UNSS Explorator was a behemoth that took the combined efforts of all of Earth's nations to construct. Its massive hull consumed a decade's worth of global steel output. Its nuclear engines were the product of Earth's finest and bravest workers. Thousands perished mining all the thorium needed as fuel. Its nanofibrils, arranged end-to-end, could reach Neptune and back, a hundred times over. The most important part of any ship, the crew, was the size of a small city, and representing the best and brightest Earth had to offer. Wagner's masterpiece ended in a crescendo just as the explorator cleared space dock. With nothing left between him and the stars, Captain Schroeder decided it was time for a speech that his crew and the 17 billion people back on Earth were waiting for. On this very day, exactly two centuries ago, the Thompson artifacts completely and irreversibly changed humanity's understanding of itself, its place amongst the stars. An ancient and enduring message from our creators beckoned us to meet them across the infinite expanse. On that day, mankind put aside its petty differences and united under a single desire to overcome infinity itself. We did it. Eight generations of ceaseless work have yielded the Explorator, and eight more generations will pass before we reach Thompson's star. This is the beginning of a glorious journey. I fully expect us to finish our mission. However, when the day of reckoning comes, I cannot anticipate what revelations await us. Having completed his speech, Captain Schroeder returned to his seat and felt the slow acceleration that would ultimately take the Explorator to 15% the speed of light. The day of reckoning was only 200 years away. Log Entry, Captain Ruval, Year 212, Day 31. Reckoning, that's what Captain Schroeder had called it. He didn't know what to expect. Hell, I don't even know what I expect, but certainly not this. We had our chance after the hull breach of Year 78. We could have turned back, but we didn't. We were idiots. We can't go back to Earth with this. Maybe we can colonize an asteroid and pretend we're dead. Okay, enough blathering. Long story short, we found our creator's homeworld. They abandoned it a billion years ago after Thompson's star started expanding. But they archived all their knowledge in satellites for anyone to find. They were a lot like us, alone in the universe and searching for others. We translated and searched their archives for relevant information on our planet. We found the communication, transcript, and the scouts who had discovered Earth. Here it is. Landed on third planet, unimpressive. Set up station greeting plaque and left. Also threw out a can of crap. Hope it doesn't leak. End of story. Story number two. Human Psychology, written by Gray Wolfen. Humans are noted for their extreme durability, endurance, reaction time, and impressive strength. This often seems at odd with their behavior. Humans naturally form close associations with each other and equally as quickly with the other races. 
where many would expect the death worlders to naturally compete and react violently to each other, their converse is almost always true. This is a result of the world that they inhabit. Although to almost all other races, humans seem almost indestructible, on their own world they are very vulnerable. All of their apex predators can easily kill a single unarmed human, and many of the mid-level predators can inflict serious or life-threatening wounds if not outright kill humans. The larger herbivores can kill or cripple as well. See Earth species moose, bison, kangaroo, and elephant for examples. Beyond the hostile life forms, injury, illness, starvation, dehydration, and exposure can easily kill humans on their home world. The only way for a human to survive effectively is to join with other humans. This evolutionary pressure is why humans require social interactions of some sort. For the vast majority of human history, the close social group has been one of genetic relations of one sort or another. Parents, child, parent, sibling, parent or parent, etc. The social grouping has been the primary form of protection. This is why isolating a human away from social contact is considered a form of torture. Humans are also unusual in the exceptionally long time it takes their young to develop into adults. It takes approximately one-fifth of their life cycle, when not adjusted by modern life-extending treatments. Humans only give birth to one young at a time. In most cases, multiple births do happen but are rare, and then it is almost always a double birth. This correlated with long maturation has led to the human pattern of becoming much more violent and dangerous when their friends and family are threatened than when they are directly threatened. A threat against the family group is a threat against their genetic lineage continuing. Most humans are not even aware of this mindset as it is so ingrained into their behavior. A human will often back down or find a non-hostile solution to a threat when they are the only one threatened by a hostile force. When the same hostile force threatens to harm their friends or family, they often lose their self-preservation aspect and revert to extreme violence. The loss of an individual to preserve the genetic heritage has had enormous evolutionary pressure on humans. It should be noted that the Earth Sol 3 is such a hostile environment that many of its species, including humans, will bluff or posture in an attempt to intimidate or dissuade rather than engage in violence that could injure or cripple both combatants. Unfortunately, the subtle gestures and actions that humans note easily do not often translate well to other species. The miscommunication of these smaller but extremely important threat displays are often why humans are considered to be hair-trigger violent. They are not, but the other species does not realize why the human has lowered its head, staring, shifted its body position, and tensing muscles in its upper body indicates. The instincts to protect the social group easily extends to non-humans as well. Humans have had a long history of bonding with other species on their own planet and reacting as if they were genetic relations when the non-human was in danger. Anyone who a human befriends has a close ally. Be careful not to misuse or abuse the friendship though, as a human who feels betrayed or used can turn to anger easily. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. 
However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.